everyone, I want to play a game. It's your favorite black non-binary cinephile. Welcome to... Today's episode is a triple feature. I will be reviewing Saw, which was released in 2004 and directed by James Wan. Saw 2, which was released in 2005 and directed by Darren Lynn. And Saw 3, which is also directed by Darren Lynn and released in the following year, 2006. The plot for each of these films follow a sadistic serial killer and his apprentice as they put people through grueling tests with the goal of making them appreciate their life. I will be talking about each film at the same time, so be prepared for that. Are the characters introduced in a good way? Lawrence is a doctor and his first line is asking Adam if he's okay. It makes sense for someone in his career field. Adam is immediately sarcastic, which tells us that he's someone that reacts to stressful situations with forced indifference. The line about the shithole apartment also shows us the difference between his and Lawrence's lifestyles. Lawrence being a wealthy doctor, Adam being someone that lives in the shithole apartment as he described it. Being a doctor means that you have to keep a level head during certain situations, especially as a surgeon like Lawrence. So it makes sense that he takes a more logical approach and starts looking at what's inside of the room that he's locked in, like the clock on the wall, for example. Fucking Amanda's introduction is just perfect. She stands out from the beginning because she's the first person to undergo Jigsaw's experiment that we see make it out alive. And I can already see the seeds planted for her to become his apprentice. Eric and Daniel Matthews' introduction is a bit less construed. There's not much nuance in the way they interact with each other in their dialogue. The father-son conflict between them is very on the nose. Hoffman's introduction is a good one. The dialogue lets us know that he has a different view to the murders than the cops. And he's instantly set apart from Carrie and Riggs. Even the way he looks at Tony's trap is in the more of an artist admiring the work of another artist than a cop investigating a crime scene. Lynn's introduction is more drawn out because she has a more significant role in Saw 3 compared to Hoffman. The blocking of the characters in a bedroom setting definitely clues you into the relationship issues that Lynn is going through. When it's revealed that she's a doctor, it gives an objective view of what her role will be considering that the last time we saw John in Saw 2, his cancer had gotten significantly worse. Being that I am reviewing three films, I will skip my usual questions about cast chemistry, the character dynamics, and the cinematography because there's too much to talk about between the three films. I will talk about the ending for each film. The ending for Saw 2004 fucking rocks. I like that there's a red herring in the beginning where Adam and Lawrence are talking and one accuses the other of putting them there and then the other is like, why would I put myself here too? And then we find out that the person who put the whole thing together has been in the room with them the whole time. 
foreshadowing it works okay use it saw two danny for that is also fucking amazing i love the reveal that the trap has already happened and that they're all just watching a recording plus amanda revealing herself as the one who will carry on john's legacy and getting revenge on the cop who got her wrongfully in prison it's just so chef's kiss game over bitch so all three's ending is pretty meh i don't feel like we got enough time with amanda as an apprentice before her death I don't like that Lynn died. And fucking Jeff is just Jeff. I don't care for him. My final rating for all three films. Saw 2004, I give 4 out of 5 stars. Saw 2, which is my favorite out of the entire franchise, I give 4.5 out of 5 stars. Saw 3, I give 3.5 out of 5 stars. Because... Fuck you for killing Amanda. Was not okay. I will be ranking characters based on likability and the actor's performance. I won't be ranking every character in the three films that I have watched because again, it's too many. So you may have already guessed this. Number one, Amanda. Number two, John. Number three, Lynn. Number four, Daniel. Number five, Lawrence number six Adam after him we get into like the ones I don't really care for Rig Carrie Jeff and my least favorite character throughout this entire franchise Eric Matthews I fucking hate him sorry for all the cursing I'm just okay let's move away from the character rankings and go into the most what the fuck moments from all three films that I'm discussing. At the top, we have Lauren cutting off his own foot. I get it. You know, your family's in danger. Some little weirdos holding them hostage with a gun. You don't know what's going on. I would cut off my own foot to get to them too. But it's just such a scene you don't expect coming. Because up until that point, he's been resisting having to get to that. After that, we have when Amanda gets dropped into the needle pit. Part of it is the personal thing. I hated needles as a child. I can handle the pain now as an adult. But seeing that triggers that part of me that still just hates needles. And it's just, ugh, it's awful. After that, Jigsaw is revealed at the end of the original Saw. The first one. The first installment. Like I said before, it's ten at the very beginning, and but when you finally see it, when he stands up and takes off the fake blood and find out that he was just there and listening this whole time, it's like wow. After that, we have John revealing that he kidnapped Jeff and Lynn's surviving child as he's bleeding out. The fact that he tested them because of the way they were changed after the death of their son and their punishment. For Jeff not passing the test is the loss of their only other child. You think as someone that lost a child, John would be more sympathetic about putting children in dangerous situations. But considering that he has Zepp tie up Allison and Diana in the first film and threaten them with a gun, I shouldn't be surprised. Pete Paul's a terrible man. 
After that, we have Singh's death. It was just so brutal and unexpected. All the cops annoyed me a little bit, but Singh and Tap annoyed me the least. And I was sad to see Singh go so quickly and in such a brutal manner. So brutal. After that, we have John making a new voicemail on Daniel's phone for Eric to hear when he calls him after he realizes that Jigsaw has his son in a trap. It's so petty. Like, not only did you kidnap this man's son, you made a voicemail so he would know that you kidnapped his son. How fucked up is that? After that, we have... I believe his name was Xavier. He's played by Frankie G in Saw 2. At the end where he cuts off a piece of his own neck. First of all, I feel like that was very unnecessary. You could just let somebody live and ask them what the number is. You didn't have to kill people. Maybe it was the nerve gas messing with his brain. But that was just a very... That was a moment. Now, let's go into my favorite lines from the three films. First off... Number one, game over, specifically from the first one, because it's just, it's such a shocking scene, you know, and game over is just, it becomes the catchphrase of the franchise, and I love it, but you just can't top that first reveal, you can't, but we will see how Saw 10, Saw X, if you will, does it. Coming at number two, Amanda's I Should Know, I Built It, and Saw 3 when she's telling Lynn everything that go will go wrong if she tries to escape because it's just such a little cunty moment she just looks so proud of herself like yeah I built it <laughs> you're not getting away number three another Amanda line he helped me when she's giving her interview to the cops and they ask if she's grateful to be alive and you know you think someone that went through that would be like angry or upset as some jigsaw victims and the later films are but amanda buys into the belief that the test was good for her that it had a positive outcome number four is a jigsaw or john kramer line from saw 2 he's in a safe place petty especially when it's revealed at the end that daniel is in a literal safe he just like couldn't keep from taunting eric no matter what throughout the whole movie number five another amanda line from saw three you to be surprised what tools can save a life i think she is by far the most interesting character in this franchise and i think it just goes to show how embedded she is in the jigsaw apprenticeship Number six, an Adam line, specifically from Saw 1, because that's the only one that he's, like, alive in. I don't give a crap if you cover yourself in peanut butter and have a 15 hooker gangbang. It's just, it's funny. I laugh every time I hear it. Number seven, this is a jigsaw line delivered through Billy the Puppet. Shout out to Billy, Billy the Puppet. He's a real one. Anyway. Most people are so ungrateful to be alive, but not you. Not anymore. Number eight. I never murdered anyone in my life. John says this in Saw 2. And it just... The level of delusion he has... I aspire to that. I do. Number nine. 
another Amanda line. This one's from Saw 2. And you are my first test subject. When they, when she drugs Eric after they take him to where they held his son, the nerve gas house, and he thinks he's about about to be reunited with his son, have a little happy happily ever after. Then Amanda drugs him, and she starts playing. I can't remember which one of them start playing the tape, but then it's revealed that she was behind it the whole time. And I just love that she got her get back for him because he deserved that. Number ten, another Amanda line. I just I love Amanda. I'm sorry. From Saw Three. I wish I could just use audio from the movie, but I can't because copyright, because I can't deliver it the same way Shawnee Smith did. Fix me. Fix me, motherfucker. I'm standing right here because it's just such a stark change from like the first song where she says he helped me, then this one she just like very much mentally exhausted with Jigsaw and his mentality when it comes to life and all that and you can see that as much as she wants to be cured and helped she hasn't and she's realizing that he can't help her like as much as he wants him to be that person he's not and he has given up on her in the same way she's given up on him so that's just a final plea for him to see her fix her help her all right for this one i will be ranking most of the traps first number one reverse bear trap number two venus fly trap number three razor wire mass number four antidote furnace number five the angel trap number six the nerve gas house number seven the needle pit number eight the gasoline oil candle room with all the like numbers written on the wall I can't remember what the name of that trap was number nine the shotgun collar number ten the bathroom trap from the first Saw movie number eleven the shotgun hallway with sink number twelve the ice chamber from Saw 3 number thirteen the gun peephole number fourteen um, the trap where that guy's bones were being twisted from Saw 3. I can't remember the name of that was either. Number 14, the staircase trap from Saw 2. Um, after that, the pig bat. That one was kind of boring. After that, classroom trap. Uh, it sucks that that was unbeatable. Really does. Last and the least, the razor box. It was just kind of a, that's, I think that's the most boring trap out of the ones in the first three films. Um, so instead of doing whether I recommend this film or not, I will answer one question that is heavily debated in the Saw fandom. Did Adam deserve his fate? I know people wanted Adam to live, but I think the ending makes sense. His test was to be more active in his life and he wasn't. He spent most of the film concerned about Lawrence when he should have been concerned about himself. I think he would have made it out alive if he showed they actually cared about himself and his life. But what we see is him constantly making jokes, which I understand is a defense mechanism. But what we see, but he also willingly indulges in activities that are actively poisoning him, such as smoking cigarettes. Sure, he made it to 6 o'clock, but that's not what John's test was about. He died because he didn't prove that he valued his life, that he had changed. 
We see Lorne prove himself when he cuts through his own foot and shoots someone to go and save his family. He shows that willingness to continue his life. We do not get a moment like that with Adam. John's tests aren't about surviving. They're about appreciating your life and being grateful that you're alive, which is why he recruits Mandy because he can see that something's changed for her after that experience. Now, don't get me wrong, John is a giant hypocrite and his methods are terrible, but in the context of the game and the film, I understand why Adam did not get a second chance. Next week, I will be reviewing Saw 4, 5, 6, and Saw 3D, the final chapter. Game over.